1: Have you ever had questions that you wish you had your very own on-call pediatrician? Well, guess what? We are going to have a real pediatrician as a regular guest on the Dad Podcast. So if you have a question you have always wanted cleared up, please send it to questions at dadpodcast.com because Dr. J wants you to stop Googling that shit and find out the real-deal homie-feel answers from a real-deal homie-feel pediatrician. So ask us at questions at dadpodcast.com.
0: I said, hey, listen to me, listen to my words,
1: as they vanish, let's go chase the sun. Hello and welcome to the Dad Podcast. This is episode fifty-one. I am here with the lovely and uh, informative, I guess. I was going to say, uh, well, no, I already lost the word I was going to say. Maybe educational. I don't know. Uh, Rachel Gibbs is here. Her uh, Twitter handle that uh, we have is at the Love Intern. Is that correct?
0: That is correct.
1: Yes, I love it. I love everything about it. Um, that I don't know if you wanted to be called the love intern for the show. But we can, uh, we
0: can do that, I think you kind of coined that actually
1: i may, maybe that 's why I love it so much, and now it sounds narcissistic too, because I think I did you and I did have a chat about that. Um, two things to bring you up to uh, up to snuff that 's not the right phrase, but um, to bring you is that I just did an episode with my friend Joseph Bears, and they were uh, he 's making fun of me because every time I have a listener uh, or a listener, I have a guest on the show that I somehow comment on how i 'm developing, having a crush for the on him. And uh, he commented that you were the only female that I have admitted to falling in love with uh, immediately meeting. (laughs) (laughs) So I go, oh, well, I have to tell Rachel about this because I think she will get a a kick out of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because
1: I think with because I am a straight man, I think with you, it really is. I do mean it like I mean that I am truly, truly falling in love with you and that I just want you to know that and make this as awkward as I possibly could. Um, no,
0: please do, Justin. It it means a lot. It means a lot.
1: But here's the thing. I mean, to discuss it for uh, not even two minutes, I don't think it's worth it. But I do think it, it is. It is sincere. Like it is something that. I mean, clearly, I'm not sitting here thinking that I need to leave my wife or anything. But but it's. Inter- I just think it's interesting to that you and I have cultivated what on my end of this whole thing has been a really cool friendship where we kind of text and uh, and you know touch base on and off more than I do for with friends that I've known for 15 years and we just happen to bump into each other. Uh, uh, through Craigslist of all places to make it even I know, harder.
0: I know. No, I totally agree with you. I feel the same way. Okay, I good. even knew when you were all stressed out. I can I know that's like what book, man. Well, he
1: said, so here's what Joseph said to make fun of me. I go, well, no, I go, there's like, there's a connection. He goes, it's because she's a therapist and she knows how to make people feel better. It's in her <laughs> I, go, I go, how sad would it be if I feel like I have this honest connection? And on your side, it, and it's okay if it is. I'm not, I just think it's funny that it's like you're just being clinical and professional. And you're like, this is... not. Naturally who I am I just I accept and I go and then you I just imagined uh, in the uh, curb your enthusiasm that this show would be if that were the case that as soon as we hung up on Skype you're just going eesh like <laughs> off,
0: that guy <laughs> Worst hour of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. you know I love you, Justin. Yeah,
1: and that, that's a, it was really impressive uh, to me that like we're pure, and I mentioned that with Joseph that I was like we we were talking only on text, and she's like you doing okay? Smile, and I'm like what? How does she know that? I'm like running around <laughs> for like, I, go, I go, God damn, you are good at what you do. Like holy shit. <laughs> That's amazing. And now now I'm like now I I started proofreading my te- I don't know if you even noticed that, but I started proofreading my text to check for subtext within a text with is a uh, which is a level of hell I don't think anybody should be of, like to go are all of my true intentions being represented in these uh, digital uh, characters? I don't know. But anyway, uh, what I wanted to talk to you about today, because I've been so discombobulated with the episodes, as the listeners are aware, we uh, we don't have any uh, relationship questions that were emailed in. So if you're listening to this now, uh, let me first say this, and you can uh, back me up or, or correct me here on this, uh, Ms. Gibbs, uh, is that if you—I don't think—here's uh, what I would assume. If I'm listening to a podcast such as this, and they have a sex and family therapist— uh, I think there's a misnomer about therapy that you have to have something very, very wrong with you, and much like our first and only question where it was just simply about a husband inappropriately farting uh on his yes. wife and ruining their upstairs i don't th- i I think that that you might be listening to this saying that. Well, if I if I write into a podcast where there's a therapist, am I admitting that either a I have mental problems or my my relationship is flawed? And I don't think that that's the case. I think that. No, for,
0: absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. And I actually think that, you know, to be able to write in anonymously, you know, we won't read your name. Yeah. This is like a way to get free insight into what's going on and then other people like if you're going through it somebody else out there is going through it too yeah and you can help other people then by being the one with the balls to write in
1: yeah and i i really it it and it does it could be as simple as something uh like you know i how do i properly approach my husband because he chews with his mouth sure uh, well, i don't know why i keep saying the bombs that listen to the show are writing in i think it's cause that's what we've had. <laughs> But it could be like – I know it's – I think it's because this is a show centered around uh, guys. It's for mm-hmm. dudes. And so – and I think it's an unfair representation of husbands uh, where it's like, you know, like the expectation is that all you can really write in and ask about is, you know, how do I get more blowjobs or how do I approach anal sex with my wife? Which...
0: Yes. And, and, hey, those questions are welcome too. Right. I've answered them many times and definitely write them in.
1: Yeah. And well, and that while I'm remembering this, Joseph also made fun of me because uh, when you were saying the things about uh, like. Uh, how a, uh, a man needs to have sex to feel loved, and a woman needs to feel loved to have sex, and yeah. he goes, yeah. you were sitting there, she's telling you this stuff, you're like, you are blowing my mind, and he goes, and she's saying stuff that you're like, all the listeners are like, no, duh, common sense, and I go, <laughs> and I go what if Rachel's sitting there going, really? You don't understand this? You're poor fucking wife. But I've had <laughs> listeners who have sent emails it to me, uh, and I forgot when I was talking to him that have commented that it's like, when she said that, I was like, thank you, yes, that's a way, like, exactly how I I felt i know it's common sense that they're different he made fun he goes yeah no shit did you ever hear about mar men are from mars women are from venus yeah we're different asshole like, he was like <laughs> but, uh, yeah,
0: but you know common sense is not that common these days so. it's not
1: or i think what it really is and this is what i think i really for at least me i can't speak for everyone but i think that what therapy did for me was it took things that are kind of like oh shit moments but a therapist has a way of saying it or phrasing it that in it that makes it to where you go Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or articulating what you're feeling in a way that you can't. That's yeah, what I think it is. I,
0: it, yeah, I mean, we go to school for a reason. If we yeah. were just, you know, I mean, I wish I could do this without having millions of dollars right. in student loans, but you know.
1: You could just read that book. You could just read that yeah, *Men exactly. from Mars, Women from <laughs> Venus* and like that's it. Doctor Gibbs in the house.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Call me Doctor. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, so uh, what I wanted to talk to you about, uh, like as I said earlier, is the, the love language. So here's what happened with me. Uh, when you said this whole thing, and I was uh, I had been going through this issue with my wife where it's like I, I, I was shocked that she didn't want to have sex with me every day and all that stuff. Yes. Um, here's what I did, and it's an interesting dynamic is that I we actually discussed the love languages on the show back when I had my co-host, Bill Glass, and he came down very hard on if you need to read a book – Uh, to figure out how to properly love your wife, then you probably shouldn't be with your wife. And he and I disagreed on this subject. While I can agree uh, from my own mindset, and I do think it's a common thing that a lot of people think of, is that in the love language arena, it almost feels like you're, you're cheating a little bit. And that's was kind of why my friend gave me this book a long time ago. My best friend Kevin Miller, who's been on the show like ages ago, almost just as soon as I got married, he gave me this book, and it Thank still you, sits. Kevin. Yeah, it still sits on my shelf, and uh, he's a big advocate of it. But it took uh, you uh, bringing it up again that what I did is I we. On the show, we had our wives take the test, and then we took the test, and then kind of compared the results. And it was very funny because Bill was so angry about it. But anyway, I went back and found that email where I looked at my wife's results. And here's what I realized: uh, our our issues within our marriage is that I am an acts of service. That's my uh, love language. And oh, okay. for the listener who isn't familiar, maybe I should just we should review them. There's acts of service, words mm-hmm. of affirmation. Uh, yes. Uh, quality time, physical touch, and gifts.
0: Look at you. I know.
1: I know. I study. I study a little bit. So proud. Uh, Thank you. And uh, so mine is acts of service. That's like kind of my big one. My second one, I think, if I remember correctly, was uh, physical touch, and then third was quality time. And my wife's was a a three-way tie between quality time, physical touch, and words of affirmation, Her lowest, I scored zero on gifts. She had, I think, like a one or a two on gifts. And her third one was acts of service. Now, this is where it all kind of clicked for me, uh, Rachel, is that I go, well, no wonder. No wonder. uh, That's why they call it love languages is that from my perspective, I'm looking at it and going, look, I manage our finances. I clean the house. I take care of the children. And I manage to make money. And this is all me showing you how much I love you. And when I can't get you to participate or do something for me that I ask you to do, it's like you saying, I don't give a shit about you. But -hmm. in actuality, what it is is that, and I know this is a moment where Joseph's listening going, no shit, Sherlock. But we're speaking two different languages.
0: (laughs) Hi, Joseph. (laughs) No, but you you really are. It's like speaking it, – it, you know, I work at a restaurant part-time, uh-huh. and uh, sometimes I'll be walking through back in the kitchen, and one of the cooks yells something in Spanish, like, really quick. Uh-huh. And I turn around like, what the hell? What, what? Yes. And he's like, what? You didn't understand me? Yeah. And I'm like, no. No, no bro, not at sorry. All. Not I don't all. speak Spanish fluently. Yeah. It, it's the same thing.
1: And it's that's what I realize is that it's not cheating. What it is is it's learning – it's like – as far as love is concerned it's like I got a uh, a Russian mail order bride who doesn't who doesn't understand anything that I'm saying
0: pretty and, much it's like this is like Rosetta stone for love
1: exactly and uh and so I started doing it uh where I and it wasn't anything that I had to force it, I, it never was contrived because that's very important to me that I didn't want to fake any of it so if I anytime I look at her and i and I see that uh, I, I, there's something that just the way she looks, or her shirt, or go. I go, man, you look, you look great. And sometimes I'd get even a little naughty and say things like, "Your your tits look great in that shirt." I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm a fan of it. I like everything about it. And she always giggles and laughs it off or whatever. Uh, and then if we're just sitting at a restaurant or sitting down having dinner, I, if uh, if I'm done with my meal instead of just sitting there and kind of helping to wrangle the kids, I'll put my arm on her leg or rub her back or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just really what it is, is it's me feeling what I'm over, already feeling, but it's provided a channel for me to communicate what I'm thinking and feeling.
0: Exactly.
1: And then I realized that what it says with the quality time, people, is that uh, it's not necessarily – like what I would process it to be where I have to designate time for just her and I um because that's hard with two kids, but it's also that when when I, when she is talking to me i'm not very good i'm I'm listening, but I'm not very good at communicating that i'm listening, so what that means to her is that she just has to trust that I'm listening, and if something comes up to where it seems like i'm not, then that's a that's a huge deal to her, much like me not getting her to enter in a transaction for our checking account on her phone it's the Uh And so now I, it even says, literally, it says, turn the TV off. And so I do that. If we're having a conversation, I hit pause on the TV. I set everything down and I just sit there and I, and I look at her because even though I know I'm listening to her in no different way than what I was before, this is me communicating to her that I'm, uh, that I'm listening to her. And I got to tell you, and I know that you're shocked. And so is Mr. Bears, but, uh, there's a, a huge difference. Like it's a, it's a difference where we I felt more connected with her because I think she was feeling like I was reciprocating what she needed and and vice versa and it creates this element where everybody kind of steps up to be the person that the other person would like them to be.
0: Exactly. Look at you, Mr. I know, Therapist.
1: I know. I know. This is why I love you, Rachel. Right <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to say that, uh, I had also another, uh, fun moment, which I, I thought was just because we like to laugh about, uh, my sex life taking a, a different turn on this show yes. is that I, because, uh, one of the things I noticed that because my wife likes it when I tell her how attractive she is and she is, fucking beautiful you know i
0: just saw a picture of her today yeah for the first time and she's fucking hot
1: she's hot she is very very hot Yeah,
0: i just had to go down on record yeah that one yeah
1: let it down yeah yeah so you can let her know i will i will definitely pass that along she um because, because it's her love language. And then she's going to think that you love her, too. That's the Exa- that's the awkward misunderstanding that one.
0: You know, it's okay. She can think that.
1: Okay, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we're going to get sex therapist three-way talk on here. That's right. Send in your emails, boys. Otherwise, this is what you're going to have to visualize.
0: Uh, everybody's starting to email now. <laughs> oh, oh, sweet my God. Jesus. Please,
1: please stop the gray-haired chubby man from having a three-way. Please. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, anyway. So uh, I told her we it just had a pure uh, convenience, not anything sexual. I was like, I'm gonna take a, I want to take a shower uh, with you And I'll be honest, I like looking at her without her clothes on. I'm a big fan of that and sure, I would have put some soap on her back, but this is and I had a conversation with some friends of mine about their own personal sex life and how this is something that they kind of deal with where, uh, the wife is afraid of returning affection because she's afraid that he's going to misunderstand that to mean like, oh, yeah. Now, because it, she can't she can't really do that without him thinking that it always has to lead to sex, which I think is a common thing for uh, women and wives. Am I wrong?
0: Abs- no, you're absolutely right.
1: And so what I experienced was that my wife was like, no, you can't take a shower with me because we have to go. And I'm like, what? I take 10-minute showers. You take like 25. How is that? She's like, yeah, but you're going to want to have sex. And I'm like, no, I – I'm a person... I mean, listen, I am a man first. I understand. I will always want to have sex with you. That is, that is always on the table. But I am also a civilized modern man who has the ability to also go, now is not the proper time. Now, uh, so I was like, oh, no, I could do that. She's like, yeah, whatever. So there was an opportunity where we were supposed to leave. The boys were downstairs watching some SpongeBob SquarePants. So I'm like, screw this. She's up there taking a shower. It's going to be faster if I go take a shower with her. Now, I will admit... As I was going upstairs, the idea of taking a shower with my wife, even though I was not wanting to have sex with her, uh, my uh, instrument, if you would, for lack of a better term, uh, he had different plans. Uh, he he only has one objective in his life. His secondary job is that. It is very secondary to him. So when in, whenever there's an opportunity to do his primary function in his mind, he was like, I must, I must rise to the occasion, for lack of a better way of putting it. And so I had to do the thing where I'm trying to like make it go away before I get in the shower because it's, I'm going to lose all credibility all credibility rachel will be out the door if i walk and go listen i could do this and i'm like, dugga, 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 you know,
0: like. <laughs> you're like cold water honey can you turn Seriously, a cold colder yeah
1: cold the water cold water I'm, I'm telling you i only came in here to bathe that's
0: all <laughs> <laughs> i swear
1: and so so uh, i was even trying this is a little bit of an overshare but i think the guys will laugh or maybe guys don't even know this is a trick but I read somewhere I can't I don't know how I heard about this I think it was like on a Maxim magazine or something where uh, if you when you wake up with morning wood like how do you go pee and they tell you that if you squeeze the head on the top and the bottom that it naturally it's like a release valve or whatever that it makes to go down so Um, I was trying to do that but she heard me walk in the door so I had my back to her trying to do that and she goes what are you doing and I I jumped and I was like what nothing nothing I'm just coming to take a shower with you so so I get in the shower she's like all right here here we go and i'm like no 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 i'm serious i'm not i'm just here to you know and she was kind of we were kind of washing each other which was very nice and i like i said she's very easy on the eyes i'm unbelievably attracted to her so uh, she goes well she goes what about that and i'm like well he has only one thing on his mind all the time i go i however can just enjoy looking at you naked um, without having to take it all the way and then here's what I found, interestingly enough, and I would like your insight on this, not only as a, uh, a woman, but as a, a sex therapist, is that all of a sudden I think that made my wife kind of in the mood. That I was turning her down. That mm-hmm. I was like, nope, negative on that one, Ghost Rider. And she was trying really hard. And uh, I was like, no, listen, I will kiss you, but no, that's, I'm not doing this because you're not going to make me lose. I'm going to win this argument. I got Liz Estrada on her ass. And it cranked it up a notch for her. And if it wasn't for our two year old walking in, she probably would have tried even harder to get me to uh to go all the way. So I thought Interesting. Yeah. Is that what what do you think of that?
0: Well, let me ask you what you think of that.
1: Oh, whoa, what's up, therapist? Uh my thought was is that uh it it, it changed it. It changed it from her necessarily being uh prey, I guess, for lack of a better term, like uh-huh. sexual prey to where it almost kind of made it a game for her like to where now it's like she knows my weakness she gets to play with me and my weakness and i became the prey i became the victim even though i wasn't like sexual prey for her but i, I felt like there was a little bit like a, a a cat and mouse where she's playing with me uh like while she's got my paw on my her paw on my tail if that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah,
0: I, I, I think that's some damn good insight. Honestly, I, I you know, it's it's fun, like especially when you've been in a relationship for a long time or you're married, yeah. it's fun to just tease each other and go after each other and have one person kind of jokingly pull sex off the table and then you walk in with a, You know, your body has another plan. Right. And and she it's it's sexy, like it's fun. And I love the fact that you guys are still showering together.
1: I, yeah, we don't do it on a regular basis. I can't claim to have that, but I would do it more often uh, now, especially that there is this game of where because here's what I realize is that and I think any uh, guy out there listening knows is that when you can kind of uh, tease that idea, and it's really hard for us as guys, because we kind of get, you know, one track minded in that area. That when you could tease the idea, it almost heightens it for later on for your lady. Am I wrong on that? Or
0: no, absolutely. It's like sending a sexy text, yeah. you know, at noon when you know you're not going to be home until eight o'clock. Yeah, and you kind of get the engines revving up a little bit.
1: Yeah, and it's well, and it's interesting too that uh, I had an openly honest conversation with her on the phone the other day where I told her I said, you know, I got to be honest. Sometimes I'm on the road, you know, and I'm by myself, and she knows that. I take care of myself when I'm on the road, if you will, and uh, and so I said she goes and she sent me some naughty pictures. I think I talked to you about this when we did our first episode that how it kind of ruined my day, like in a good way. Like I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I did. I got this. This is so great. <laughs> and like you know, because it's weird. Like you you hear these stories on the news of like eighth graders doing it, and you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But when you're married, like I just like it seems it's so awesome because there's no downside. It's like anybody who had premarital sex, and then even if you're not religious, it's interesting. If you have premarital sex, when you have postmarital sex, there's it's different. Even if you've had sex forever, there's a level of where it's like there can absolutely be no guilt associated with this. There is almost nothing naughty about doing this. And but then what I've realized is that anything that is quote unquote uh, naughty, like for instance, she's so she's well, I've sent you some pictures, and I'm like, yeah, I go, I go. But i be honest, I'm not complaining, but, you know, this those are very, like, safe pictures. They're, like, you know, cover of, you know, Vogue magazine-esque pictures. Mm. I go, there's nothing in there. You know, there's no. And then later on that night, she sends me, like, ba-boom, like, picture. And I was, like, holy. I was in the comedy club about to go on stage checking my text message. And then there's my wife naked. I go, whoa. <laughs> like, I had, I had a verbal response going, holy shit. Like, and I was happy. And it was fun because there is that level of excitement and uh, quote-unquote naughtiness to it, but there's no consequence because you're married. So I feel like married people should be doing this for each other all the time, like showering with each other. Yes, oh, yes? yeah.
0: No, I agree with you completely. It's almost like you have to treat marriage like a long-distance relationship. Mm. It's like, you, you know, even though you see the person every day, you're seeing the person doing laundry and doing dishes. Like, treat them like they're special. They're obviously special. Yeah. So, you know, embrace it. Embrace the fact that you get to live together. It's... uh not everybody gets that privilege so
1: it's true it's true and i and i think it's it's interesting to uh both of us because we've got to see our parents marriages change as they've yes. gotten older and um and it's there's a little bit of it like i there's examples on both sides of our family um but where it's like there's one side we're like oh i really would hope that we kind of have this aspect and then on the other side there's like Oh well, we really don't want to do this, or maybe there's different, you know what I mean, kind of thing. And so that's also kind of been a thing where it's like, okay, we really gotta we not necessarily work at it because unfor- unfortunate, like what we discussed last time with Ben Affleck, that yes. you know that has a negative connotation to it. But it is you got it.
0: Did you see that SNL? Oh thing, my by gosh, the way? yes.
1: I was thinking about you the whole time. Which Me tot- too. I
0: thought of you too. That's what... I almost <laughs> called you, but it was I was watching it at like two in the morning. Yeah, so yeah. I, I we, didn't.
1: we totally just had a Sex in the City girlfriend moment right there. <laughs> This is really hard uh, this is this is uh, listen I love you on the show I love you obviously uh, but I and I'm just going to have to admit and accept what it's going to do to my masculinity that's all you know,
0: <laughs> Guys, guys listening though, I have to tell you, women love a guy who can have this conversation. Well,
1: right? I, yeah, okay, all right, but no, I, I'm not—I won't necessarily argue that point, but I just don't know that if every guy is not—they're not wired. Like, I don't know if it's because I have mom issues or what, but I noticed that there are differences between me and most dudes. But anyway. Without talking about me the entire time, let's, uh, what I wanted to do, because it's been such a huge uh, impact for me, is I wanted to get your insight and kind of break down and walk through each of the, of the love languages. And if you don't mind, because it's the one that I think is uh, the most interested, I would like to end with gifts, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay?
0: So whatever okay, so one
1: – go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Do you want to start with uh, words of affirmation? Sure. Let's do that one. Okay. Um, so words of affirmation, there's so many ways that this can be taken in by people. Um, basically what it means is that you're giving compliments or telling somebody how much you care about them and love them. Uh, for example, uh, compliments or encouragements, or, um, let's say you have a doctor appointment and You're not sure what's going to happen. You're getting blood tests done, you know, and your wife sends you that message like, hey, honey, I was thinking about you. You're going to be great. I love you so much. You know, we'll talk later, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's words of affirmation. Yeah. Um, And for some people, this is like nothing. Like you could send off that text message and they're like, okay, well, I was going here anyway, whatever. But for other people, (laughs) if they don't get that, they feel completely neglected. Yeah. Um, And so this is a huge one. Words can restore intimacy. And this one I I have mixed feelings about because really I always tell my clients like love is a behavior. Mm. Love is a verb. Love is an action. And so words are words, but it's the act of saying the words that is the love. It's not the words themselves if that oh, makes sense.
1: Oh, okay. Because that's what I was curious about is that I, I, here's, uh, I'm here's i interested in that I think that there are positive and negative connotations that come with the even just the, the statement uh, or the title of each of these languages and that words of affirmation to me kind of has a, a, a fear of like that makes me seem needy or that I'm insecure or anything yes. along those lines. And, yeah,
0: like you need reassurance or...
1: But I think what you're saying is that it's not necessarily it doesn't just have to be compliments. Like it no, could also be no. comments of I, like what you mean to me and how important you are to me or that kind of stuff, right?
0: Yeah, or or even like, you know, let's say I know I have a huge busy day mm-hmm. and in the middle of the day I get a text from my boyfriend that says, "Hey babe, I was just thinking about you. I hope your day's going well. I love you." Yes. Those are words of affirmation. Yeah. Um there's also you know, it's when we fall down, when we have our failures, when we don't succeed as much as we want, this is how we show love to bring that person back up. Mm-hmm. For some people, words don't mean anything, but for for people who words of affirmation are their primary love language, they have to have those words. They have to, otherwise they're going to feel like just awful. They're not going to be able to pick themselves back up very easily.
1: And, I, and I'm curious, too, like, say, in the instance of my situation where words of affirmation is one of the three-way ties for my wife and I'm more of an acts of service, is it a way of speaking my love language in a way that she understands to say, it means the world to me when uh, you put these transactions into me, so thank you so much for doing that. You're incredible. Like, that kind of thing. Perfect. Okay. All right. I like it.
0: Yeah. So as long as you can understand what her love languages. And you can always ask, you know, this isn't like a take a test and then just, you know, hit blindly yeah. <laughs> you can, you can say like, honey, you know, I saw you scored really high in, in, in this category. Like, what kind of words do you want to hear?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, what do you want from me? What would make you smile?
1: Yeah. And then, and that and it's because it's, and that's also, I'm, as I'm sure you could agree, that's a, it's a weirdly hard subject to broach because you don't, You don't – like it's – you feel like you failed already because you need – like what Bill's point with this whole love language thing was when we did it a couple years ago is that it's like, well, if I need this cheat sheet, then how how much do I get you? Well,
0: and that's that's usually when you end up going to therapy because there's a problem. Mm. And that goes back to your earlier point of like when you go to therapy or when you – take this test or whatever you do before there's an actual issue. I think I mentioned on the first one, I had my boyfriend take this test when we first started dating.
1: Yeah. 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 And
0: yeah. that's because I didn't want to ever get to the point where he felt like I wasn't showing him love.
1: No. Yeah. That's why right. that's the whole reason why I didn't want to ask my wife. Cause I told her that we had discussed this on the show. I didn't want to ask her to take the test now because I wanted to have more of a genuine response. So I look back at her results from a couple of years ago and just put those and said, well, I'll try this. And exactly. it's worked great. Like you want like, that sincere kind of response.
0: Yeah, exactly. And both people like need to be on board for it. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things that I love about these is they're very um, gender neutral. Yes. It's not like one of them, like women don't always score higher in one and men score higher in another. Yeah. Which is nice because you know people will be like, "Oh, well, of course, guys score high in physical touch." And, yeah,
1: because it's sexual, and that's yes, not and the and intent. Yeah, and women want
0: words because they want to talk. Like, no, there's no, there's been lots of studies done on this, um, and women do not score higher or lower than men in any particular category.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, But so let's see, what else about? Is there anything else about words of affirmation? Because then that kind of makes me want to transition to physical touch.
0: Yeah, let's transition to physical touch. And if people have questions about these, this is the stuff that you can write in about. Yeah, please do. Tweet me and. Whatever, yeah. all those weird things that I'm learning about now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you could follow her at the Love Intern, send her a tweet, or you could send. A, currently, we might set up uh, Rachel with her own email uh, that she can have either all on her own, or we're going to set something up associated with the show. Uh, but you, for now, you could send it to questions at the Dad dot com. And if it's something like you just need a quick answer on, or something that we don't want to cover on the show, I might just forward it on to her so she can get a quick reply to you or whatever. Do that.
0: With. Yeah, which is great. I, I definitely. Put some time aside to do that.
1: Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, So So physical touch. touch. So we already kind of talked about it, that uh, it seems like, and it's one of the things that when you take the test online, that one of the first things is that it does not necessarily mean uh, to things in the bedroom. Like that doesn't necessarily mean that that's all it is is sexual.
0: This is like the number one misconception with this one. Really? Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Physical touch does not have anything to do with the amount of sex. Interesting. Anything. I will give you a perfect example. It's going to totally bring down the mood, so then we'll change it back to a sex okay. That's all right. Okay. So let's say somebody passes away in your family. Okay. And they need to feel love. Okay. So I'm going to use myself as an example, which I rarely ever do. Okay. But physical touch is my number one. Love language. Okay. And, like, by a lot. <laughs> like, it's a huge gap. And
1: Let it out, girl. Let it, it out. I know.
0: I know. By all a I, lot.
1: <laughs> all I need
0: is a hand on my back. Mm-hmm. A hand on my back, a hand on my thigh, a hand hold, a hug. I Like – Granted, don't don't get me wrong, the sex stuff is important too. But right. when it comes to this, like if somebody passed away in my family, I would get more love and feelings from a handhold than I would from saying somebody saying, like, Oh, I'm so sorry, can yeah. I bring you dinner? Sorry can for I your do loss. This? Like yeah. none of that really means anything to me. Yeah. I mean, of course I appreciate it, but it's the touch that conquers it. Mm-hmm. So that's like a perfect example of it's not just about sexual things this is like your love language in general with everybody with your friends with your family um it's not just with your partner
1: hmm. so and do you think it's possible to have someone whose love language is physical touch but they are not fans of public display of affection or pda
0: oh god yeah absolutely
1: and why why would that be like because to me it just means well then that might not be your complete or is, or i guess it would just be because they're just more embarrassed about that because maybe it's because it's a bigger deal for them
0: Yeah, I mean, and, like, PDA, like, please don't go make out in line at Disneyland.
1: Yeah, okay, I'll stop. You know, like, serious public (laughs) announcement
0: on that one. Like, there are children.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go
0: get a room. Yeah. But, like, hold hands. Like, show each other, you know, so physical touch is, like... Well, it makes me think of like open marriages mm-hmm. and this is why open marriages and threesomes have such a big effect on people. Okay. Is because psychologically if your love language is touch and you're seeing the person that you love
1: touch someone touch else. Touch somebody else. Yeah.
0: That's their love going to somebody else in your mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Instead of it just being like a, a just a sexual thing, which is what everybody kind of says it is that yes. is in that lifestyle. but yes. it's not about love, it's just this is a physical thing for me.
0: Which and for some people that is like yeah. I have clients who have open marriages and who have been in different sex situations. I mean I've heard everything. Yeah. So it's not that it's bad. It's just that for people who this is something, it, it's hard to check out of what your love language is. So if yeah. this is something that. Is very important to you. That's going to be an issue.
1: That might you're you're that much less likely to be a swinger if that yeah, like. exactly. Or maybe more. I guess that's a that's an unfair statement. Is that you're you could also be more likely to be a swinger because you like to be uh, you like to touch and that's how you like to. So the more touching that happens, but yeah, on but I, uh,
0: yeah, I mean it could go both ways. Absolutely.
1: But just like you might not be into PDA, so a person who's not into PDA but is physical touch is also not going to be down with a three way. Uh, just because that's, that's like what you discussed. That's them trans- seeing the love transferred in another direction that they're not comfortable with.
0: Exactly. Or they're like, sweet, another person to touch me. This is great. Yeah,
1: now more. Yeah, more for me. Like, we're all yeah. puppies rolling all over exactly, each other. We're all puppies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very creepy visual. Like, I'm just here's what I'm trying to do, honestly, as I'm just trying to get the mental picture of every episode of real sex I have ever seen. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> that show's so funny. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. Oh. So, yeah,
0: it's, you know, physical touch, like, just, yeah, that it's a good one. It's a good one. And it's a win-win, man. Who doesn't want to touch the person they love?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so let's uh, go from that one into, uh, I don't know, what one do you want to discuss? I don't want to drive uh, this thing too how much. How about
0: quality time?
1: All right, Perfect.
0: Okay, so what is your definition of quality time, Justin?
1: Uh, And I think that's very well put because I think the layperson just means that everything has to be removed from the situation. Like, I I imagine it to me uh, to be some kind of, like, gondola in Venice and – or you have to have some kind of romantic uh, date night, but it's not at a restaurant, like – everyone else has to be removed from the situation or uh, to put it even kind of uh, on a less exaggerated scale, like just a simple you and the other person watching a movie on the couch. But I I imagine that everybody else has to be gone from that kind of situation.
0: So I'm really glad that you said that because that is the number one misconception. Yeah, good, good, time. good, yeah. Um, it, you do not have to be, what quality time refers to is focused attention. Mm. And so meaning that, you can be out, you can be with your kids, you can be anywhere. And as long as that person, have you ever had a conversation with somebody and their phone buzzes and they look at it and then you, you keep talking cause you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like, yep. okay, they're still listening. And then they look up and you're like, so what do you, what do you think? Yeah. And they're like, wait, what?
1: I've been that person and been on the other side. Of the- <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: and we've, we're all guilty of it. Yeah. But like that is the shittiest feeling. Yeah. Ever. And so that's what quality time refers to is focused attention on the other person. And when you think about it that way, you can really understand that everybody needs a certain level of that. Yeah. But for people whose number one Love language is quality time. They're going to be really focused on their partner when they're talking. Yeah. Um, if they
1: have a partner with ADD, that is a rough marriage. That's is- <laughs> seriously
0: no, for yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: it's sure. very very rough. <laughs>
0: and like in long distance relationships, this would be listening to each other on the phone. Yeah. Um, making sure that you're really communicating. Um, and in friendships, again, the same thing. Like not. Getting distracted. It's really, really, really about quality conversation and being able to connect with that person. Mm. Uh,
1: you know what I just realized in that, uh, and if so if we could backtrack a little bit, is that yeah. maybe there's a way that you could identify, uh, like, like just so people who are listening. I imagine if I was listening to this and go uh, trying to think of what my loved one is, my wife or my husband or whoever. Uh, and so like, let's go back to physical touch. I think, is that what we started with? No, we started Uh, with words of affirmation. uh, Yeah. Words. So words of affirmation, like, is there any kind of signals that maybe I could be able to see? And I'm sorry if this is unfairly putting you
0: on the spot. No, Uh, no, no. no. It's a great question. So with words of affirmation, the main signals that you get that this is, uh, your partner's love language is they'll probably send you text messages throughout the day, uh, um, or they'll probably, that's right. That's how,
1: what they'll do for you. Huh? That makes sense. Yes.
0: So whatever they want, they're going to give out.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so really pay attention to how they're showing you love. So for words, text messages, um, they might be very verbal or uh, like write a lot. So if they're feeling hurt, they might write you a letter. Mm. Um. They might give you empathy through, you know, it'll be okay. Let's talk about this. Um. Giving you words to feel better, make you feel humble, yeah. make you feel motivated. Just everything is about words. They're always using words to bring you up.
1: That's interesting. All right. So then uh, physical touch.
0: Physical touch, they will do exactly what I was saying, like a hand on the thigh, yeah. uh, They're a hand touchy on the feeling. Back. They'll kind of rub your head a little bit. <laughs> and it's not necessarily like, overboard pda it's those people like have you ever seen the old couple mm-hmm. sitting on the beach or walking and they're just one of them has their hand on the other person and you're yeah. like oh mm-hmm. they're, they're so in love it's that
1: that i just had uh i just was hanging out with some uh friends of mine a few weeks ago and uh the husband's uh one of his love languages is physical touch And uh, it was interesting because he always and it's one of my favorite things about hanging out with him. He always has his hands on his wife. And I just for me Mm -hmm. watching it from the outside, I'm like, it's so funny that he cannot not touch her. Like he just he can't. And how cool it must be for her that he you know, has to he has to grab. He has to touch. He has to to do, you know, that kind of thing. And it was interesting when we were talking about uh, this stuff is that. She was also under the understanding that it meant sexually, like that, that just meant that he was after her in that sense. And he even kind of said himself, He's like, Well, I am a dude, but he goes, No, I I like it. I like your butt. I like, I like, this is how I show you that I love you. Like, yeah. He always has to have his hand on her leg. He always has to, you know, every time he walks by her, he gets a little love, he gives her a little love pat on the butt. And I do that too, all the time with my wife. Like, you, I have to reach out and give her a little love pat or something like that.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So
1: that makes sense that if you're, if you're seeing that person give that to you, then and i think it's important for you know a the moms listening to this show uh that if you have a husband who's doing this that is it fair to say that that doesn't necessarily mean that he's just trying to bang you or anything like that
0: no and and ask him if you're not sure ask mm. <laughs> you know honey i love when you hug me i just wanted to know because i feel pressured are you always looking for sex when you do that or are you just touching me to touch me yeah like, ask him, and he'll be like, oh, my God, no. You know, or he'll say, yeah, I'm trying to fuck you every chance I get. Exactly, which is, yeah. You know? Okay, cool. Like, that's what I Now you know. Too, but... Now you know.
1: Knowing is half the battle we learned it, from G.I. Joe. Exactly, and... <laughs> exactly.
0: So ask. Don't assume. Don't assume.
1: Yeah, and that that has to be the number one, uh like, issue within relationships and marriage is that it's just nothing. It's a weird thing socially that— we And we talked about it, and it's another subject I want to talk about once we get through the, these love languages is that there's all these assumptions that we make within the relationship that are it's just so silly that 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 you can't just say, but there's a part of just say if I just come out and ask you, then I failed, and it's so stupid if you think yes. about it.
0: Oh yeah, I've heard so many my clients, a lot of couples the especially women will say, "Well, he should know, yeah, he should know this is what I want yeah. I'm sorry, were we born mind readers? Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, that, and if that was, it's so. that's the other thing that I think is interesting is that you would think that psychology would be such a larger part of our public education system. Like, instead of having to learn a foreign language, why are we not taking child development courses or just a basic psychology course? Or even if I know that it would be weird to endorse this as a curriculum, although I think you and I would agree that it would be nice. But why isn't a subset of a, an elective course the five love languages? You know what Heck I mean? Yeah. Like, or ways to have a healthy relationship, as opposed to it just being, "We want you to learn German." Like yeah, <laughs> so that's or a,
0: chemistry. Yeah, we want. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. Clean
0: a beaker today, but I can't communicate with anyone.
1: Exactly. Which, if you think about it, is is I really think that most of anything that is wrong with a civilization has more to do with the social uh, elements than it does necessarily the intellectual. If that makes sense.
0: You know, it's funny you say that. My mom is um, a published author and has a weekly blog. And one of the blogs that she recently put out was about that. Um, it was about how we take all these classes for purposes that we're going to never use and learn about cells and plants and mm-hmm. all these things that, if you're not going to be a botanist, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and how there's no classes on communication, and that that's why her marriage failed. Yeah, and that if she would have just known the things that she knew now when she was married, it would have changed her life.
1: Yep, and that's it's interesting to me and that it's. I think it's only because I'm buying so much into this philosophy, but uh, I, I I think I've, I'm at this part in my life where like I want to now I want to really kind of engulf myself in these love languages and kind of learn more about the psychological aspects of marriage and parenting and and all that stuff. Because I think it's going to lead to a much more fulfilled and happy life, uh, far more than like what she's saying. that for me, I mean, there are biologists maybe listening to the show that are like, "I know that we at least have a few engineers that are probably going, "Fuck you, math is great." you know: like, know. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: you could take math too, but this needs to be part of you know the fact that all of that is required, but basic human communication isn't.
1: Yeah. That's,
0: that's really what's silly.: Weird.
1: Yeah, cuz you I really think that like any kind of uh, social economic issues like and I know that I'm just a dumb white guy who doesn't uh, has no real life experience but it's like to to use a stereotype of like gangs and stuff like that that I feel like if if these people knew what they were really thinking and feeling and had tools to be able to communicate what they really wanted and needed that there would they wouldn't lead them down a kind of an ignorant social path like that because yeah. that's really what they they've even said on these we've anybody who's seen those documentaries about it that you know if you're not a part of that lifestyle you kind of look at it and go when they say like oh this is my family now this is the family I never had yeah. that it's like we look at it and go it's not really a family you're getting in trouble people are going to jail and dying like that's not what a family's supposed to be, but to them that's what it is because they don't know any different, really. Exactly. You know? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Well so, that's a whole nother <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah. To get back on topic, because uh, I'm a horrible host is <laughs> is to uh so we I think we were on quality time. Like how do you know uh, so to wrap up that one, how do we know if your uh, loved one is uh, their love language is quality time, what kind of signals do you think they would put out?
0: Um, if somebody's saying if your partner's saying like you don't listen to me or I feel like we haven't connected. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a key word for quality time. I feel like we haven't connected. Mm. Um, that's usually a good sign. Um, and ask, like, I would ask them, you know, okay, well, I would love to talk to you. Do you want to go out to dinner or do you want to see a movie? And if they say go out to dinner, they they want to connect with you. They want to sit and talk. Mm. Um, and I think that that's a, a good thing. Plus, like, even if quality time is the last on your list, who doesn't like being listened to?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's and that's what I've learned in my own marriage is that that's really all it's not even that I have to make a special date night although my wife really does enjoy those I've I, I it's so funny that until I started having these conversations with you that I was aware that she likes to have date nights but I didn't understand to the how important they were to her and mm-hmm. to her her emotional state that the idea oh, of yeah. me booking a sitter and saying we're going to go out and have dinner is, a, is like, oh, like that just, that's a, re, a weight lifted. It's the same thing I imagine that uh, her doing something for me or you getting a hand on the back. It's the exact same kind of feeling that she gets. It's like, oh, okay, I feel so much better now. Just to exactly. know that that's happening. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, you know, it's just, it's good. Date <laughs> nights are good. Yeah, exactly. I'm very happy with you right now, Justin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so let's see. I should have written these down ahead of time, but we've done uh, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time. Uh, acts of service. Acts of service. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot that one. That one's me. I know. It's yours. I know. That's uh, that's crazy. So uh, what are what are some things that acts of service people like?
0: Okay. So acts of service. Give me an example of something that you do that you do as a verb to uh-huh. show your wife that you love her, not specifically like, Oh, I buy her flowers, but yes. more of the other stuff.
1: That, well, and that's, that's a solid one because it's a, it's become a huge, I wouldn't say huge. every time I feel like I talk about this, I think I unfairly represent my marriage. I'm very happy with my wife and I'm sure that the listeners understand that, but I do a lot of jokingly throwing my wife under the bus on this show. And, uh, and there is a, a a certain percentage of it that is more than half that is serious and honest and, uh, but I do exaggerate to a certain level. but the- It's
0: okay, Justin. Anybody who knows me knows that I have a little problem with exaggeration. Exactly, like, yeah. My so- little brother who will be listening will be cracking up right now. <laughs> uh, because I have the uh, – the, you know, like I took a seven-hour nap today. Mm-hmm. He's like – no, you slept for 30 minutes. And yeah. no, I'm like, no, there were like 12 million people there.
1: <laughs> I do so, that.
0: Like, Rachel, there was like 12 people there. Like, That's what? funny. That's funny. So I, I gotcha.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, so to say, having said that, that uh, the biggest issue that we have had in our relationship that I'm hoping this kind of new realization will help transition uh, out of to what, in my opinion, will honestly be a utopic-esque marriage, is that I have constantly been saying, I handle everything. I, I'm like, I just rattled off to you. I manage the money. I am responsible for uh, guiding our, our life and, and making sure we achieve our goals. She tells me, you know, I would really like to have this or go here for a vacation and I make it happen. And until, you know, this last few months, I, what I've realized is that that is all me saying, I love the shit out of you. And when I don't get anything like that reciprocated back, it's like, why aren't you as invested in this relationship? So to give a more direct answer to your question uh, would be a simple thing would be I handle all of the money and I also take care of the house. Uh, Like I make sure the laundry is done and clean and vacuum and cook. And I oh, that's another big thing that uh, I I make dinner. I make sure dinner is warm and ready when she walks in the door from work, you know, like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. is things that I, I do for my wife and for my family.
0: So that is a perfect example of acts of service. Yeah absolutely perfect. And that I and... and I
1: relate it so much to I don't like it's so funny to me that uh, is that I don't connect it to saying I love you even like it's not even that obvious for me. It's so uh, subconscious in me that I just think'm I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it and it's not like I want to do it. I'm doing it because I care about you and it's what I need to do. And it, and that and that it, when I don't get that back, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, how is this not okay? Like,
0: yeah. So, what do you mean? What don't you get back?
1: Uh, I don't get. Uh, I can't get her to help me do these things. Like, so in a sense, it's like uh, I'm just saying all I'm asking you to do, like to be more specific. And I, I don't know if we've talked about it before uh, when you've been on the show, but uh, my wife has an issue with money. Like, I'm I manage all of our finances, right? Uh uh-huh. And she can't uh put in the transactions like so uh so I can I'm very anal like I like to know where every dollar and cent and what category it was spent on and all that stuff and so I say, can you help me in doing this? So what I do for you is I make a world for you that you don't have to worry about finances ever. You will always know that you will have money and that if you tell me, hey, I need some shirts or skirts or whatever, there will be money that I can make available very soon to have exactly what you want. In return for that, all you have to do is take 10 seconds to enter a transaction. Is that, does that answer your question or no?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. So I... Well, God, there's so much I could go with this right now. Um, Let's just stick to the topic and then we can come back to that. (laughs) Um, But you're basically – what you're saying is that you innately show her love by doing acts of service. It's not a manipulative thing. You're not doing these things to try to get something from her. No. You're doing it because you just – Love
1: her. Yeah, it is. A, it is in my mind. I've now learned to be the equivalent of what everybody would understand to be a hug. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, that is, is,
0: exactly.
1: That is when I when I vacuum the floor. It is in my mind me hugging my wife.
0: So does and my she family. know that?
1: Uh, I think now because of this idea of these love languages, I've I've been I pointed it out to her where I said I went back and looked at your test and I retook the test and I go here's what's interesting and why you and I have a problem is that number four on your ranking is number one to me. So it completely rationalizes why it would not make sense to you because it is like speaking German to you that uh, to, to try to do something for me. Or all of these things that I do for you, you go, well, yeah, I appreciate it. But you don't understand, just like I don't understand how important it is for me to lock eyes with her when she's talking to me because yes. that's not important to me. And I don't understand what it means to her.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so for her, having to put the transaction in, that's just a pain in the ass. Yes. It's not that she's trying to be like, screw you, buddy. huh. I'm not going to do this. But it's just another thing to do on her list.
1: And then, and then what that becomes is, uh, what I translate that to mean, is that I don't love you enough to do this for you. Even though you do all these things for me, and these are words that I've said in fights we've had. Even though I do all this for you, you can't do this one little thing for me.
0: Uh-huh. And that is probably 85% of couples therapy. <laughs> is you don't love me enough to do this. this reminds I me. hear that seriously every day I'm in the office.
1: This reminds me of something that I think you'll get a kick out of, is that when we had a financial setup to where, because she likes to spend money and I don't, so I built a system where all of our money went into a common checking account, and that's where all of our bills were paid out of. And then we had two separate checking accounts that were connected to our ATM debit cards that we each got a monthly allowance. So uh, depending on how much money we could afford, when we first started doing it, it was like 50 bucks. But it got up to as much as 100 $150, if I remember correctly, a month that she could spend whatever she wanted on. And for her, it was always going out to lunch. That's all she ever did for me. I would save up for video games, and that was it, right? And I told uh-huh. her, I said, you could buy whatever you want with this money. And I go and I said, if you want to go shopping for clothes, I said, you can do it. I go, but if, I know that clothes is a, weir- is a necessity, so that's an unfair thing. So what I'm asking is that if you need clothes or work clothes or whatever, you just have to come to me and say, hey, can I have a couple hundred bucks? And if we have it that month? I'll give it to you right there. I'll say, yeah, go for it. But if we don't, I go, wait till next month, and I can make that happen kind of thing, right? Uh She would always go over her monthly allowance, Rachel, every (laughs) fucking month. It was insane that every single month I go, are you shitting me right now? And there was a month... Where one time she went over, and I, you, I'm super anal, every day I check the bank account on the online, you know? So there was one time where she went over at Taco Bell, and she came home, and, and I said to her, this is so funny now. It was not funny then. It only makes it funnier to the people listening to know how serious I was when I said these words. I go... Do you understand that when you do that, after how many arguments you and I have had, that what you're saying to me, that even though you understand that I am going to be angry when you overspend, that you sit in line staring at Taco Bell's shitty fucking menu for (laughs) minutes and then you walk up to the cash register and you say, I would like a burrito supreme because this shitty subpar fast food is more important to me than my (laughs) husband's happiness. That's what you have done to our marriage is that you have said a burrito supreme is superior to the happiness of my husband. That's what I said to my wife. What did she say? She goes, that's not what's happening. How can I possibly Possibly see it as anything else, honey. How could I possibly?
0: <laughs> this is fantastic. That's so funny and very common. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you mean there are other husbands screaming at their wives about their love for the burrito supreme over their love of their husband? Maybe
0: not the burrito supreme, but I've heard some weird stuff. So the burrito supreme sounds pretty pretty normal. Well,
1: that's what my it, and I wish I could say that so I was saying funny. it for a joke, but I really meant it. That I'm like. It's the shittiest food. It's not even like you're going to get, like, a lobster or going to, like, Ruth Chris's Steakhouse.
0: <laughs> you really are buying... She felt like, sorry, I had to go to uh, Mastro's today. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That he, Like, you just do it knowing that I'm going to be angry. You're like, it's worth it. Oh, my so, gosh. So,
0: what did she say that that was about for her?
1: She just said... She goes, I, that's the thing. Because she doesn't understand how important it is to me, she also doesn't have the ability to really articulate why she does things i think like i can and so that's another struggle that we deal because she just was like i don't do it because of that i do it just because i need lunch and i think there was also an element that she thought that because it's only four dollars that she's going over it's not as bad as if she went sixty dollars over and i go Mm -hmm. right i said i understand that i go but why isn't that your mind doesn't just think okay i have to i have to watch and figure out how not to go over why isn't that the thought instead of, okay, but I'm only gonna go over by this much? Like, <laughs> like Yeah. So I don't know yeah. if that answered your question, but that was the that was how that argument went. And it's never had closure because this is an ongoing she'll say, okay, this is how it goes. She'll go, okay, I swear to God, from here on out, I'm gonna do it. I mean it. And and then it, it's like being with a with an uh, an alcoholic or like you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's like an addict. Yeah, she f- immediately thirty days later right on the bandwagon again. Like, <laughs> just, <right. Aww. laughs> she has not earned a thirty day chip in seventeen years, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> so we
0: just have to get you guys to win the lottery, and then that won't be an issue anymore. No, nah,
1: I still think I'll have some problem. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, at
0: least she can get as many burrito Supremes as she wants.
1: Maybe. Well, see, that's the problem. That's where my therapist told me. He goes, "You." It, it, he goes, "I understand where you're coming from." He goes, "But you do understand understand. understand that you are an anomaly correct like nobody really wakes up every day and checks their bank account and is worried about where four dollars and 34 cents is going like the fact that I knew the exact number he's like you have to at least accept that that's a little weird and I he goes nobody does that. I go my father does it (laughs) and then we laughed you know (laughs) well there you go exactly but yeah
0: your therapist is right nobody does that yeah nobody does that (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> um well so anyway so i think uh i think that i maybe i've made acts of service too much about me but um no,
0: that's good because it is yours it is yours you give a real life view of what it is
1: hold on we have to take that we're taking live calls right here right now uh is what we're, <laughs> do you need to take a break and go grab that oh i think she did <laughs> well,
0: sorry i uh am currently that was not for me.
1: Oh, okay. No, that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> uh even if it was, we can hit pause. It's not live, but Oh, no, uh, we're we're good. All right, good. So uh, how can you see – like what's an example of – I'm I'm laughing because it's like – to me it's so painfully obvious. But like how could you tell if your loved one is is an acts of service person uh, so that maybe I could build a flag for my wife to notice?
0: (laughs) Well, first of all, I would have her read the chapter for you specifically. Honestly, get the book, read the chapter. Okay. I have the book.
1: I will have her read that. Um, That's so funny that you bring that up too because there's – there's elements where I will suggest, like when we, we were uh, struggling financially, and we did Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. So if anybody's fighting yeah. about my, uh, money in their relationship, I highly recommend that you check out that book. And I I read the book in an afternoon, and I said, honey, this is going to change our lives. You need to read this book. And it took her two and a half months to read this book. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I read yeah, it in you four hours. Excited. You're like, exactly. I read
0: it in five minutes.
1: Exactly. And See, I,
0: there goes the exaggerating thing again.
1: I told you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I did too. I, well, I, although I did read it in like four or five hours because I skipped all the testimonials. Like I just got the nuts and bolts. <laughs> but I was telling her, I'm like, all you have to do is this. All you have to do is this. All you have to do is this. And she just could not be bothered to do it because it was – and I just – all I could – I'm like, I'm asking you. I'm saying, can you do this for me? And again – to beat a dead horse, it's like that's me saying I'm asking you to tell me that you love me, and you're blatantly saying no. You're blatantly saying nope, can't do it,
0: uh-huh. or even
1: worse, saying yeah, you got it, and then not doing it. Like <laughs> like I'm not going to notice. Like it's so weird to me. But how can you know if your uh, loved one is a uh, acts of service person?
0: Hey. What you're saying, you vacuum, you take care of the bills, you're mm-hmm. doing the laundry, you're taking care of the kids, mm-hmm. you're doing all these things around the house, you're not doing them because you like to do those no. things. No, yeah, no, they're nobody not Nobody likes fun. to fucking vacuum no. and do dishes. Yes. Unless you're on like a total cleaning spree, but that's, a, you know, <laughs> it, it, like it, nobody likes to do those things. Yeah. So if you, if somebody is consistently doing something or like cooking, if somebody cooks for you every night. hmm yeah, they, okay, they're probably the one that likes to cook. Sure. But they're doing that because they want to do something for you.
1: Which I think brings up a very interesting point that I learned in the paragraph and also in some of the subtext of the questions on the test. Uh, is that it, and I and I can say this, uh, have being an acts of service person, that it means even more to me when she does something that I know she doesn't like. Like it, it really does. When I notice that I can download all the transactions and everything's in there it means it's an even bigger deal to me because I know that she doesn't like to do it. And that's her saying I am only it's, it feels almost like a quality time esque thing where you were the only thing that's important to me when she does something she hates. That means that I love you. And that's exactly why I'm doing this because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't do this at all.
0: Exactly. And that's actually another quality time thing is like, if my boyfriend were to go with me to like a Glee concert, Mm-hmm. that's all out of love. Oh, really? Because he'd probably want to kill himself the entire time.
1: <laughs> but he can't, And it, here's the thing, too. I think the caveat to that is that while you may not have the expectation for him to have learned the lyrics and sing along, but he can't <laughs> sit there and like, this fucking sucks. Like, oh, you know, no. Yeah. Hell no.
0: Then it's not quality time. Then <laughs> but it's if like, he can, you know what? I would have rather taken somebody else. But, but he, can, can,
1: he can laugh. Like, he can laugh at how much it's not fun for him, uh, but how much he likes watching you have fun, and that's yeah, Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm
0: five years old on the inside. It's yeah. kind of fun to watch
1: that yes yeah. all right good so i think we did that so i think all we have left is gifts correct
0: yeah which is what we wanted to end with so because here's last. why
1: because i noticed this when i was discussing this with my friends and i think it's a common thing with gifts is that uh because people one of the things that the husband said was that he was like i don't understand how anybody could end up with a love language of gifts because everybody would be afraid of sounding materialistic
0: Right. I was going to say that when you were taking the quiz, every question that came up with the gift thing. Mm hmm. Did you think in your head like, oh shit, I can't choose that one.
1: No. And it's because this is what I've learned uh, through these conversations with you is that I realize that I do a lot of things for people to the point where sometimes it makes them feel uncomfortable how willing I am to help them or do something for them. Like there was a stranger that came to see me at the show last night who uh, loved the show and she's a chef and she wants to build like an online web series. And I'll say to her she goes, can you help me? I go, sure, yeah, I could do that. Because it, even though it seems like to her, like why would somebody who doesn't know me go out of their way to help me it's just because even though it's not me professing love but it's just me like that's me being kind that's how I if i can help you great that's how yes. i put positive vibes into the world in my mind um yes. because i'm an acts of service person so, so i just so there's anti-gift. a difference
0: between those acts of service and gifts
1: right but what i'm i guess what i'm saying is that uh, for me, I just don't need gifts. It doesn't, like, people buy me things and they don't hit me. While I do appreciate certain gifts, uh, it's not like I'm completely void of it. I guess it's just, it's not something that is important to me at all. I don't buy gifts for people. And uh, and if they're offended by it, I just don't get it. Like, like, oh, you don't buy me anything for Christmas? I'm like, no, why, what? No, like, I get yeah, stuff for my it, kids.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think that for a lot of people, this one is difficult because it's not, acceptable in our culture mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, you need to buy me uh, a yeah. Tiffany and co earrings. Yeah, once exactly. A week. Otherwise I'm just not going to. That's feel what loved. it
1: sounds like. It sounds gold digger esque.
0: Yes, it does. But if you put it in, I'll put it into different terms mm-hmm. and a gift could be, Hey, I was at Seven Eleven today getting gas and I know your favorite kind of gum is this watermelon infusion. Mm-hmm. And I saw that they had it on sale. So I got you five packs.
1: Yes. Yes, that's what we kind of were hoping that you would say is that I think it's more the thoughtfulness of what the thought behind the gift, not just the actual value of the gift.
0: Exactly. Yes. (laughs) So, for example, um, my grandmother just turned 75 uh, two days ago, Mm -hmm. and we got her an iPad. And it's a really, I mean, obviously that's a really nice gift, mm-hmm. but the thought behind the gift was that, uh, she's a pianist. So she's constantly sitting playing piano and she has a a piano bench for her computer. Mm-hmm. So she's always in the same position, mm-hmm. like consistently. And so our thought behind the gift was now you can check your email and do all these things that you're awesome and do at 75, mm-hmm. like on the couch. Ah. And so for, for her, it, that gift was more about Here's some flexibility and the fact that you're 75 and can know how to use an iPad is a huge compliment to you. Yeah. Because we love you and we want you to have that. Yeah. So that's where the gift thing comes from is it's the the meaning behind the gift. It's not I'm a gold digger. I'm materialistic. Buy me a fucking car. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't love me.
1: Yeah. 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 And I I, I think because that was uh, Bill was uh, that was one of the things he was angry about when we did this is that his wife is always connected to things like she's always buying herself this or buying things and and her score for gifts was kind of low. And so he's like, it's because she doesn't want to seem like she's materialistic, like, and to think that only possessions are what matters to her. But I think I think you're, oh, I almost said, and I didn't mean it to come across that way, but I'm, I think you're right, Rachel, in this thing that you uh, have studied hours and, and read. <laughs> like, I, I validate your expertise. <laughs> as, a, as a person who is new to this, I validate what <laughs> you...
0: It's okay, you can do that. You no,
1: can I can't. Shut up. You're being too <laughs> nice. That, that is the most fucked up thing to do to somebody. That's like, that's almost as bad as going to a doctor and going like, okay, I, I would agree. I would concur. With your, you they're
0: like, I think you have strep throat. You're like, yeah, I would actually agree with. That I would, I, okay, good,
1: because I was testing you, and yeah, <laughs> I, knew I
0: had it. I just wanted to see if you
1: caught on. I'm just here for the prescription. I just, <laughs> need, I, I know what I have, but uh, but kudos to you, doctor.
0: Um, <laughs> I have people who come into my practice that do that, though.
1: Oh yeah, well that's the thing. I like as much as I've joked on this show about, I, I, I the best way I've heard it put was uh, Adam Carolla said it on a famous episode of Love Lines where. He said, I, I did not graduate high school and I uh, am a, was a carpenter and I could walk into million dollar homes and say, you need to hang a door on this, this, blah, 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 rattle off all this nonsense. And they would go, okay, yeah, how much is it going to cost? Mm-hmm. He goes, meanwhile, Dr. Drew, who's a board certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, can say, you need to do this. And like, I'm going to need a second opinion. Like, yeah. <laughs> so no, it's true. With psychology, I would imagine that it's even because it's almost like, why people can easily relate to NASCAR because they know how to drive a car people yes. must think that because they know understand what uh the word happy means that they <laughs> that they, they, they know how to do your job like, they're like pretty yeah. pretty much I, I get it. it a lot
0: or like people will come in and want to be diagnosed mm-hmm. or they will have a previous diagnosis and when I ask them about it they won't tell me because they want to see if I can Guess it. get it the same as the other doctor <laughs>
1: like, like you're a tarot card reader like,
0: yeah i'm like this isn't a psychic like you're here for help let's, <laughs> that's funny. let's try to help yourself
1: that's funny uh so i i guess that what else can we say about gifts because i i don't and i feel like i'm almost it's the one that i wanted to build up to but it's only because i was so curious about that materialistic aspect of it but... yeah
0: and you know some people are materialistic like Let's be real.
1: And that's okay, right? Like, and
0: that's fine. As like, long
1: as you're paired up with somebody who either A, gets it or is also materialistic. Because exactly. I know that there are people who believe exactly. that they are valued and their life is better because of the things that they have. A hoarder, a hoarder I think, is a kind of an example of that, yeah?
0: Yeah. No, it, I mean, it's a dysfunctional example, but right. absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. mean, even my best friend, gives. she and her husband give each other designer gifts all the time. Yeah. And, and it's, for me, that's not something that I would give as a gift. Mm-hmm. But for them, that's what they like to do. That's their special gift.
1: And I think maybe within the context of a marriage that most of the people that listen to this show are probably middle class or some uh, they're around there, that that being the median, I guess, uh, is that that you have to where transitions from what you just described as dysfunctional and functional would mean what the expectation is on the value of the gift if the if exactly. your wife or husband is expecting to you to buy him a brand new boat or drop 10 grand every time he needs to feel loved then that where that's where it transitions into dysfunctional but i think exactly i think more often than not that it isn't necessarily the dollar sign if you have a gift person and you might be able to even show them that the more cuz they I don't, I'm not a gift love language person at all, Was from what I understand. But one of the things that I felt about the gifts my wife gives me is that because uh, she doesn't take the time to plan, which is uh, – it, it bleeds back to my act of service, is that she doesn't want to do the thing that she doesn't like to do, which is to plan ahead and organize enough to find a gift that she can find a way of tricking me with the money to be able to get. She just like – so she gives me – she is the one who, has. I said to my friends, tested the thought that counts – Uh, And ruin that theory. Because she's given me literally a thought as a present. Like it's... And acted as if it's like... Ta-da! Like she (laughs) She goes... Here's what I gave you. I gave you the NASCAR experience. Where you can go sit in a car. And I go... Great... Are there tickets? Is it online? She's like, no. You have to buy it and then figure out when you want to go. And <laughs> like, you, so so as the person who plans and manages everything in all of our lives, you now have to do this for your own present. You know, kind of thing. It's what she exactly. gave to me. Uh, but I think that it. Well, I guess what my point is is to say that it, while it, it it is that intent it, that you can educate that person and say, you know, you may think or perceive them to be materialistic, but if you can get down to the root of who they are and what they really really want. Then, and, and showing it like your your bubblegum example is, I think, really good because it's little it's like $4. But the fact that there are five packs and not just a pack I think also adds to it for a gift person. Yes?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I'll have to – next episode that we tape, uh, my boyfriend's birthday is uh, June 12th. Mm-hmm. And I have a gift in the making for oh. him. So I will have to – I can't say it because I know he's going to listen and then oh. – so I will uh, I'll update you
1: Oh I'm excited is, is that is By the chance Is that his love language Or at least one it of them It is not oh, okay. It is
0: not But for birthdays and stuff um, I go all crazy gifty Yeah, yeah. Well that's the other thing
1: languages. My wife like counts down to birthdays But then when it comes to actually getting me a gift And it, this is Honestly It just makes me laugh Because I don't care Because they're not that important to me But it's just It's almost laughable That that's what she does She's like Here's, here's an idea. Here's a concept. Here you go. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. We've been counting down. We can
0: down. take a trip at some point.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to figure out all the details. And I'll be there. <laughs> and I'll, but I'll tag along. <laughs> you will get the gift of my presence. <laughs> well, uh, I had on here, I know that we're uh, well over our hour, so I don't want to, uh, please tell me if I'm taking up too much of your time. No, uh, you're fine. Okay, because I had one other thing that I thought was really interesting that uh, when I visited uh, with some uh, friends of mine uh, a while back, that uh, and I think it's a common thing within relationships, and I don't know if it's, if you tell me if this is something we want to tease for the next episode or if you think it's something that we can kind of button with here, is that one of the things we, com- we were talking about and laughing about is that when you, have, when you know you're going to have sex when you're married, Right that there when you've been together for a long time there is an element where it's it be transitions from being exciting like she put it best when she said when you're dating someone there's like this build-up and you don't know if it's gonna go there or not and then all of a sudden next thing you know oh shit it's on we're going there but when you're married or in a long-term relationship it's like well we know that that's on the table and so but and so the 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 starting of the ball rolling is kind of can be awkward it's like is it weird does it seem like a i guess the best way i could describe it is it almost seems unnecessary like it seems to uh, the the playing of the game when you know you're going to get into sudden death doesn't matter does that make sense
0: yeah that's definitely a teaser for next time all
1: right good all right i like it i like i like the way you work rachel i like everything about it so there was our
0: and people writing questions about that because that is a loaded loaded yes, discussion
1: please do and uh like i said uh in the last episode is that uh since uh, since we last spoke uh, well you and i have been texting and i've been talking a little bit on the show for a while it looked like i could not get this house now it looks like we're back on the table that there's a Yay! chance so if i could get this house i really want to i'm going to put in a landline and i would love to be able uh for you and i at least to take uh some live calls and stuff on the show uh, yes. to talk to some people and let them ask questions but please send in your questions no matter how light fluffy or intense they may be whether they're sexual in nature uh or anything along those lines and remember if you email them into questions at the dad com, uh, and it's something that you feel is very sensitive or whatever a i will not read the email or b you could also sign up and make a fake gmail and send it off to me and no one will ever know who you are uh, but I can guarantee you that I have enough listeners on this show that there are maybe three to four people that I know your names, and I hope that you take this in the spirit in which it's intended. But most of you could probably just live in anonymity, and I wouldn't even know if that helps you in any way, shape, or form. Although I don't – I really don't think that's the, that's the issue here. I think most of the listeners are comfortable and that there's enough anonymity with just it being over the internet and on the show. I think a lot of it has to do with that they think, well, I'm, I'm pretty happy married. Like I have normal life problems kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and look, there's no issue too big or too small.
1: Exactly. That's a yeah, perfect therapist puts it exactly the way it needs to be said. So send us an email to questions at dadpodcast.com. And uh, you can join the conversation on facebook.com slash the dad pod, or I'm sorry, slash dad podcast. You could follow the show on Twitter at dad podcast. You could follow me at Justin Morsham. But the big one, I want to throw a bunch of followers. So if you were on the Twitter, please follow uh, at the Love Intern, our dear friend Rachel Gibbs, our family and sex therapist, and uh, she, she and you have some really cool things. I I of course follow you, and there's some really there. What was the phrase? I'm sorry, I don't have it memorized, but it made me giggle in my car the other day. Where you said, "I don't." It's something to the sense of saying, "I don't give a shit uh, what you're uh, what you're perceiving me to say." What's a matter? What matters is what I'm saying. Is that? Is that I don't phrase? even know
0: what you're talking about right there now. There was it
1: was like a little phrase that you had on your Twitter, like it was a picture. Oh,
0: I am responsible for what I say. I am not responsible for what you understand.
1: That's what it is, and then I put my little shit spin on it. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I, yeah, so I
0: have, I have my little hashtag that I created. That's very exciting. It's only mine, Justin.
1: Therapy thought of the day. Is that right? Yes, therapy yeah. thought for today. For today, that's it. Yeah. So uh, please follow her at the love intern on behalf of my good friend. Oh, that's the other thing. Please continue. I know a lot of you guys are signing up, but please, please, please. I really appreciate it. Sign up to do the $24 a month or, uh, or I'm sorry, $24 a year or the $2 a month. It could change my life. And if we get enough of these, these wonderful experts like Rachel and Dr. J that we have joining the show, I would love to be able to kick some money their way too, and uh, make this a a really cool thing for all parties involved. So please go to the dad and either contribute $2 a month or $24 a year. I would really, really appreciate it. On behalf of my good friend, Rachel Gibbs, the family and sex therapist and the love intern at the love intern, give her a follow. This is Justin Warsham saying stay frosty.
0: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.